Brother Ben here. Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister. All right, all right. We are live and in the mix, as they say. Assalamu alaikum. We're going to start this week off with a treat. Uh, every Monday through Friday, we are on this power call. Listening to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad as guided by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Today we have a lecture or message, if you will, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yesterday we heard from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that Brother Jabril Muhammad's Janaza. Many of y'all may not know who Brother Jabril is, but Brother Jabril is the brother who, when the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan spoke about um, going hypocrite for a measure after the Honorable Elijah Muhammad departed, it was Brother Jabril that was able to get him a message. It was Brother Jabril that was able to get him to see something that he just couldn't see at that time to get the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to see which led him to resurrecting and rebuilding the work of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and rebuilding the nation that you know now. So if you are someone who has benefited from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's lectures, if you're someone who has benefited from uh, uh, any one of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's students, well, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, but Resurrected by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, i.e. Brother Wesley, Brother Ishmael, uh, 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 Brother Nuri, Sister Ava, uh, me, Reza. Anybody in the nation who has helped you out in any type of way within the past decades is due, cause, is due to us being resurrected by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And it is because of Brother Jabril that... Man, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was able to wake up and see that. So this is this is the man that you all are about to be introduced to today. So let's uh, let's get right to it, family. We're going to get right to it. And if you are on for your first time on this Zoom call, make sure you take notes because at the end, uh, we would love to hear from you. We're probably going to have to do this in two parts because y'all know we got to get off at 10 a.m. Central time. We're going to do this in two parts. But um Take notes, family. All right, let's get right to it. Please be seated. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, all praise is due to Allah, 
the Lord of all the worlds, the creator, Now, hold on now. Don't start that this morning. Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! The Honorable Minister Lewis Bar. Alright, y'all. Seem like it ain't loading like it should. Hold on. We get this thing together. Look like the look like the signal, but my signal not bad. All right, y'all, let's try to figure this thing out. Okay, we, it should be good now. Let us receive. Thank you, thank you. Please be seated. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord, of all the worlds, the creator, the giver of life, and the ultimate cause of death. We thank Allah for his merciful intervention in our affairs in the person of Master Fard Muhammad to whom praise is due forever, the great Mahdi, or guide, who was to come, and has come, and made his appearance among an unloved, unwanted people inside America, and chose a people like us, who had no knowledge of self nor their origin in the world, he chose us to be his people and he declared himself to be our God. He came He came to set us free indeed. He came to make us into himself. A nation of gods bowing down to none or no one but Allah, the creator of the heavens and the earth who has no equal. And if you're associating with him, 
summary of his great life and work. You could never summarize his life in a little pamphlet like this. As you know him more you will love him more as you learn more about who Jibreel Muhammad is not only Jibreel Muhammad who he is with the nation of Islam but who he is with Allah and who directed him in the marvelous way that his life was fashioned. In the Janazah service of uh, Muslims, we don't do eulogies and we don't sing sad songs or do a lot of uh, sad music. We don't do preaching, <laughs> but not today. I want to talk about this unusual human being. of us born in the Bronx, New York, in the same hospital. Think about that. Morrisania Hospital in the Bronx, New York. Myself, we had a deep love for God and love for our people and a great desire to see our people free, justified, and equal before the entire world. Both of us grew up our young years we were in New York and so was I 
My mother took us to Bermuda and then to Boston, Massachusetts, where I went to school and my brother Jabril was in New York going to school. And then one day he met Brother Malcolm. It's not a coincidence. One day I met the same man. Malcolm X. Both of us were so positively affected by our meeting with Brother Malcolm. When I first heard him, I had already heard the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I took out my form and wrote a letter to get rid of a slave name. But like in all things, the enemy is always trying to make it more difficult than it should be. I never got an answer to my letter. So I went to New York where I began a little work in show business. And there I went to the temple like my brother, Jabril. The temple was a beautiful place for him and me and many, some of whom are right here in this room, that were nurtured into a totally new way of thinking, new way of acting, new way of life with a new teaching from a new teacher, the most honorable and honored Elijah Muhammad. I want to talk about why I gave my brother the very beautiful name, Jabril. He didn't want Jibril.
He said, I will accept it, but you gotta give it an A. Jabril. Now, you gotta ask him, how did you know the day? The month, the year that Elijah Muhammad would leave from among us on the heels of a death plot. Only he knows. And when something like that happens and a man comes up right, who would you give the credit to? Oh, 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 oh. See, sometimes we have knowledge implanted in us, given to us, shared with us by Allah through angelic forces. I called him Jibreel because to me angel and he was my particular angel that God sent after me to bring me back to myself and to God. In life, you meet many people who you call your friends. When I met Brother Jabril, he put capital letters on the word friend. He put capital words on the name brother. He had an assignment. Most of us don't know much about Nineteen made me a man. <laughs> My bad. Sorry about that, y'all. Can y'all hear me now? Um, so this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna unlock the chat for today. So what we're gonna do is um we're gonna listen to the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and Brother Jabril. 
talk about how they met. Uh, there's two separate audios that uh, we're going to be listening to because I don't know what's going on with that. I'm going to probably have to get a, a, a recorded version and share it because what's happening is uh, not, I don't think it's my Wi-Fi. I think it's the website. Something is happening with that website. So I am going to just share audio for now. Okay. So we don't have to keep dealing with that skipping because that's that's getting annoying. All right. So I'll I'll make sure possibly uh we'll we'll get that before the before the week is over. Okay. Here we go. The first, this is from 1977. This is the meeting that began the rebuilding of the nation of Islam from Brother Jabril. Brother Jabril is breaking this down. Uh, he's telling the story about uh about what happened. So I believe this is from 1983. Okay, this is from Brother Jabril Muhammad who's speaking that y'all about to hear. 1977, September. Hollywood, California, the 12th floor. I think the place was called the Hyatt Continental. I want to go back and touch on my meeting with our brother. Because I'm, I'm saying this, that the way that went down proves the genuineness of the brother's motivation in doing what he has done. Yes, sir. I've heard people, I haven't, no, they don't, not too many to my face, but I, there are people who have doubt about brother's motivation. And what's important about that is this. If he is improperly motivated, what you doing here? If he's improperly motivated, you're a hypocrite for staying with this circle. That's all this is about. Think. It took me about eight days to get his phone number. I didn't know exactly where he was living. Then Allah blessed me to get it. And after a few, after some phone, couple of phone calls, we finally got together. <coughs> he spoke first. We, we met in a restaurant and he spoke for a while. I'm watching him. I know what my intention is. He does not know what's in my mind. Yes, sir. That's the first thing I want you to get clear on. Yes, I am watching him. Yes, uh, we already had two conversations on the phone and from some things he said, it was clear to me that there's certain things he just wasn't clear in his mind. For example, I raised the question on the phone. Where was Wallace in scripture? He didn't know. He said he didn't know. Yes, sir. And I think you have to acknowledge that, that that's an important question. Yes, sir. It is an important question. Yes, if you step forth saying you're superior to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, then you got to be in the plan. Yes, and if you have been under that man and you don't know where that man is in the book, look, if you say you're following a man of God and you can't find that man of God in God's word, then that man who calls himself a man of God is obscure to you. And if the light comes through the man of God and you are ignorant of the identity of the man of God or the man saying is the man of God in the book, then you yourself are in the dark. You cannot cast light without some of that light reflecting on yourself. Do you hear where I'm coming from? Yes, sir. Got an argument with that? No, sir. Okay, fine. We can move ahead. This is simple, I just want, but I just want to make it very clear. 
what we're saying as we go along. There's no point in eating up everybody's time throughout the country on some, some jive talk or some guesses. And this has to be a meeting of substance. In fact, all our meetings have to be a meeting of substance. I don't mean to sound contentious, and I'm not, but I do know that we're not supporting our brother like we should. And we would support him better if we knew him better. And knowing him from the point of view of a Negro ain't going to get it. Or a half convert. We got to see it like it is. Look now. So he spoke for a few minutes. I could see that he didn't see the God, the messenger, the, the um, several things like he used to see it. But there was such love expressed for Master Farad Muhammad, for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and for our people. The thought came in my mind, wow, he's just like a person under a thin sheet of ice. And in my mind, I said, this is going to be easy. Because I came ready to, to go to war with my brother. But the way he spoke about them, the love was there. And may I interrupt myself to say this. Weigh this wherever you are in your mind. When we as a group went to sleep in 75, if you went to sleep in love with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you come up in love with him. But if you went to sleep not digging him, you come up hating him. Well, that's the way it is. Go read John 10. You can find some of it in there. Now look. So then we went upstairs and I had a book and we put it on the shelf. He didn't know what was in it. He just knew it was something I had in the bag. I want to emphasize, this is very important for you to get this just the way it happened. Because it's in the book too. Oh yes, yeah, in the book. Everything major is in the book. And we got to get some of the major stuff straight in our brain because we're about to run out the book. And the book ends on the judgment. And if we don't have our act together, we're going, we going to stay, we're going to burn to make it short. Not somebody throwing you in a lake of fire physically and you burn for 10 billion years and never burn up. That would make the devil live as long as God. No, but we're, we're going to undergo a chastisement that if we understand it, then we don't want to go into that. And one of the reasons for brothers strain this past Sunday, if you understood what he was saying, was he don't want to see our people burn. That's right. Even those of our people who hate his guts. Yes, sir. For those who may be tuning in on Facebook and YouTube, he's speaking about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. That, that's who Brother Jabril is speaking about uh, in this message. I hope it's plain. When I get through, I hope it's exceedingly clear, and I hope that... To whatever extent we are in the study, we'll leave this with a greater desire to study than ever. Now look. So then we took a walk through the hills. You walked my feet off for about three hours. It was to me like a movie, like watching a movie. Because what I had tried to see some years before I was hearing some details which I personally was not in a position to see. At the same time, I'm exploring his mind as he's talking. Then we go upstairs. Now here this brother is talking about wanting to rebuild the work 
lift up the name of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and his head is not straight. No, that's what it is. We go upstairs and we talk for a while. After a point was exchanged concerning uh, the question of death of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he moved to wanting to get into the things that were in his brain to rebuild the nation. Now, this is, to me, very fascinating. You can't... Now, let's think about 1977 September. You think for a minute about trying to lift up the name of a man this government sought to snuff out. That Arabs sought to snuff out. That hypocrites and disbelievers sought to snuff out. That means what? The brother loves his wife and babies. It means that you might get killed. Don't ever say this brother did what he did for money. That's a stupid lie. It, it's nothing but a stupid lie and it is not even worthy of intelligent discussion. You who say that, you're a hypocrite. And you're a damn fool. Now why do I say that? You're not thinking at all. No man simply gets up before an old firing squad with your eyes open if you don't have to do it. But to get, to work on our people in the name of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad means you can get killed. Don't say his motive was money. Just say you don't know. Don't say it was money. The brother got talent. You know that. He could have done something else for some bucks. In this country, you can sell cocaine. The government will half back you up in that. There's a lot of things that brother could do for some money. Let's not be stupid. So dismiss that. If a person comes to you with that, say, wait a minute, brother. Wait a minute, sister. Look, I don't want to argue with you. But you obviously don't know. Be polite. If the person is halfway polite. See, you just don't know what you're talking about. Was you there back then? Do you know his motive? Where are you coming from? What is the basis of your statement? Yes, Hell, every one of us got to qualify our mouth to speak. Just because you say something don't make it so. That goes to me saying what I'm saying right now. As the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said once, it is not what the man says from his mouth. It's what you prove from your mouth that we should lay hold to. Okay, so he asked me a question about the rebuilding and I said I had nothing to say until after you've read that book. And then I left. And I came back later on that afternoon. And I could see he was being affected. He had got, asked him how far he had gotten. And he had gotten through the third chapter. Well, I already knew what was in there. And I saw a look. And the look said, mm-hmm, he's being affected. I left. I didn't, I didn't want to stay or interfere with it because something was going on between him and his Lord. I want you to hear me out very carefully. And if you close your mind, may, I, may the Lord cook you so that your mind opens up. Because you, you be sleeping on some important stuff here. Okay. Came back the next morning around 11 something. He was between the two beds with the book out, stretched out, crying, tears running down his eyes. I got out of there. I had nothing to do with it. I wasn't the one working on him. He said, but you wrote the book. 
hear me out. I know what I'm talking about. Listen very carefully. When I came back the next day, he had finished it. Except for the last little section, because that wasn't really another step. And he, he, was, he had his tie on. He was shaving, whatnot. And he was crying. And he was, you could, from, I'm telling you, I'm telling you now what I saw. You was not there. God was there. His apostle was there. And I was there. I was witnessing the resurrection of the dead. That's what I was looking at. I was, I was aware of the magnitude of what was going down up to a certain point. Up to my capacity for sight at that time. He squeezed me so hard he hurt my rib on my right side. And he had, it was, he had a very pained expression on his face. And he stood back and he held one of my hands. He said, gee, that's the word he used. And with a pained expression, his head turned slightly to the side. I've been a hypocrite. Three days before, he was talking about rebuilding the work of a man who now he was saying with pain. He was a hypocrite too. I want you to weigh this. And then he asked me to join him in prayer. And he said this would be his first prayer in three years to Master Farad Muhammad. Not Allah spook. Yes, but Allah man. Yes, sir. Not Allah who can't answer. But who, Allah who can answer. The Allah in the Quran who says chapter 40 verse 60. Pray to me. I will answer you. There's more to that. There's what also led up to that. I want to touch a piece of it. Just a piece of it right now. <clears throat> that which he read came in answer to his yearning for a way to help uplift our people. Because he had seen the condition especially of the former followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad whose lives were now a wreck. That plus the people in general was tearing him up. This came in answer to his soul's yearning. But deeper than that it came as a result of a prayer. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad prayed for him years before. In 1968, in front of other people, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told our brother that he had been waiting on him for 38 years. And he identified him in front of others as the Aaron in the scripture. Don't argue with that because you wasn't there. Just say you wasn't there. If you say, that, if you say this, well, brother, I doubt that. I, I want to be convinced. Fine. But don't say it didn't happen because you wasn't there. There's a city called Phoenix, Arizona. It don't exist because you say it exists. It ain't got nothing to do with you. You follow what I'm saying? Okay. Now, just as God provided Aaron from his strength, Brother Farrakhan was provided from the strength of God. Listen to me carefully. Moses asked for Aaron. 
out of a sense of his own inadequacy. But did God provide Aaron out of his own inadequacy? No. The God chose his man. And even got irritated according to the Bible over his man Moses expressing his inadequacy. He said, look, who made your mouth? As if to say, look, I know what I'm doing. I'm God. I got brains. I want to get the people up. Look, Moses, I wouldn't pick somebody that couldn't communicate my message clearly. I'm not stupid. Moses spoke to God out of his, this is the beginning of his mission. He ain't got it together yet. So out of his sense of weakness, he expresses help. But I ask you again, did God give Moses, Aaron, out of his weakness? No, out of the strength of his own foresight and out of his knowledge that one day Moses would have to come back to him for the next lesson. So what are the people going to do while Moses is gone? Hmm? Just as God provided for Moses and the people, God provided for us for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and us. To even think that he was not thinking about and preparing for us during his absence is to say the Honorable Elijah Muhammad did not love us. Is to say he didn't have adequate foresight. Is to put him beneath the level of the average common father who loves his children and who has to leave then or who even might die. Don't, father, don't you have children? Aren't you concerned about their welfare? Suppose you had to leave them for a couple of years and you love the wife and you love the babies. Would you just walk off? Or would you make some provision for them during your absence? Do you think a man could work for 44 years working on so-called Negroes and not love us? To work with us to try to improve us, you got to love us to the max. You can't love us cause we love you. You have to love us, us despite the fact that we don't dig you. Do you hear me? Man, so that's Brother Jabril family. That's his side. Now we're about to hear from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. This is January 10th, 1983. This is from the minister. Check it out. He made me a man because I submitted to him and he began to shape and mold me into what he wanted me to be for this hour. And I'm alone now. He's gone. He was alone. His teacher is gone. Hagar was alone. Abraham gone. 
And now every one of us that followed Elijah Muhammad, we are out of the house of our father. Right. We are in the wilderness now, brothers and sisters. Let's look at it. All the things that we used to have, we don't have it anymore. So you've got to know that there's a power bigger than Elijah. Elijah was standing on a power, and that power didn't leave when he left. The power is right here if you avail yourself of it. And what's the proof of it? The young black boy that loved his father stood up on that which his father taught. <laughs> and I say to every one of you, my dear brothers, sisters who followed the messenger, when Wallace told us that the messenger lied to us, when Wallace told us that the messenger tricked us, when he told us that Master Farad Muhammad was some wicked man who wanted to use black people for cannon fodder, when he told us that the messenger was a racist, when he told us that the messenger was a womanizer, when he told us all these evil things about the man that we uh, uh, had groomed to love as our father, that we were longing for, looking for, hoping for, yearning for, it cut the inside right out of us. Yes, it did. And so some of these sisters and some of these mighty men said never again. Hmm. You mean to tell me I think I should? You mean to tell me I gave this man the best years of my life, man, and this was a trick? You mean to tell me this man is dead and gone, man, and tricked me, and I gave my money, I gave my last dime to see schools built, to see farms bought, to get fish in the country, and you're telling me this man did this to me? And then hatred built up where there once was love. <clears throat> Bitterness came in. And then we decided we would walk away. <laughs> and we walked out of the light. And we walked back into darkness. Because our father, we were taught, had disappointed us. Oh, beloved, Brothers and sisters, Elijah Muhammad never lied to us. Oh. Elijah Muhammad never deceived us. Elijah Muhammad was and is the best friend we ever had. You know, beloved, how I know, I felt like you. I put my Bible and Quran down. I began to hate religion. Don't mention nothing about no religion to me. But deep down inside, I loved the messenger. But I didn't know what to do because I'd been teaching this for 20 years and I said, good God, have I been lying to black people all these years? Have I been telling them things that are not true? And I couldn't bear the thought that I was teaching falsehood so I didn't want to teach anymore. Some of you heard I was trying to get back into show business. I was. I was out here trying to sing again, but God wouldn't let my voice come back. <laughs> I was trying to play again, but I had no spirit. And floundering around, you know, Allah made me travel throughout this planet and everywhere I went 
Mm-hmm. It was like Elijah was there saying, I told you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told you. Come on back, prodigal son. Come home. And when I finally woke up, a young brother, a brother that you may know, Bernard Cushmere, mm-hmm. right here in the city of Los Angeles, I was staying at the Hyatt Continental in Hollywood. Staying close to Hollywood. (laughs) I was lost, brothers and sisters. I was really, really lost. But I loved Elijah Muhammad, but I didn't believe in him as the messenger anymore. And I didn't believe in Master Farad Muhammad as the God anymore, but I respected him because I knew had he not come, he would never have had Elijah Muhammad, and I never would have known the things that I knew. But I still had denied my father. And Brother Kushmir is so gentle and patient. He, mm-hmm. he had borrowed some money to get over here to meet me because he knew it was time that I should get up and be about my father's work. And when he met me in the Hyatt Continental, he only had one dime in his pocket. And we walked all over the Hollywood Hills and we talked and we talked and he listened and he listened. And he said, Brother, I won't make any comments until you read this book that I have written. And this book was in a raggedy paper bag. Hmm. And I said, sure, I'll read it. He says, I'll make my comments after you finish. And I went up in my room and I took his book. That young man was so wise through the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He knew the time of the messenger's departure and he had written it in this book in 1973. He said the messenger will leave either one day before or one day after Savior's Day, 1975. That young man, Bernard Cushman, you see him around taking pictures and walking so humbly. He's a powerful young brother. And he gave me this book. I went in my room And I started to read. And what he wrote about this hour was profound. He knew it better than any man that I have ever met. He knew this hour, this dark hour that we went through. He knew it. And he wrote about it. And as I read it, my eyes began to come open. And the first night he came to check on me, I was in between the double beds on my knees with his book open on the bed and I was reading and I looked at him and the tears were rolling down my cheeks and he walked out the door and said I'll be back and on the third day I had finished the book and on the third day I arose from the dead and as Jesus was born sometime within the first and second week in September that was a September and I don't know exactly the day that I came to birth in back into the knowledge but it was here on the furthest horizon in the west where it is written that the sun would rise from the west and go back toward the 
parties are awakened here in Los Angeles, California. Listen now, brother and sister, I'm not spooked up. But I'm here to tell you in no uncertain terms that this is not Lewis Farrakhan. That's right. You are looking at Elijah Muhammad. Yes, sir. What are you talking about, man? This is sacrilege. I said, oh, no, it's not. I am his. And he is mine. Wow, man. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, buddy. All right, family. So if you would like to share, go ahead and, uh, man, I mean, that's heavy stuff there, ain't it, boy? I mean, they live, I mean, they just show you how we walking right through them scriptures. If you want to share something, go ahead and raise your hand on the Zoom. If you would like to share something, go ahead and raise your hand on the Zoom. If something stood out for you. All right, we're going to start off with Brother Wesley. Go ahead. Mm, mm, mm. You, you, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Something wrong. I can't hear you. Can y'all hear him? Say something, Brother Wesley. Yeah, your, your audio not connected today. Like, I see you off mute, but uh, nothing's coming through. Yeah, we can't hear you. Okay, let's try to let's let's try to come back to him. Sis, sister, she lying. Sister, she lying. Okay, you should be able to unmute yourself now. I'm sorry. Try now. Okay. Yes, I'm. It's, it's there now. Okay, so that was beautiful. One thing or a few things that that stuck out to me when he said we would when Brother Jabril said we would support the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan better if we knew him better and supporting him from a Negro. And I didn't hear the other part of that, but he said it is not going to get it. So that made me say, okay, so. I do feel like I know him, but of course I don't know him, know him. But it made me want to dig down deeper so that I can know him better and not from that Negro aspect in my mind. That's one thing. Another, when he said, every one of us must qualify our mouth to speak. It's not what you say, but what you prove from your mouth. And that made me think about the study group Friday when we talked about the mud and how people muddy up your name and say things that, whether it's true or not, their intention is not to, is not of good. The majority of the time, it's of, it's of negative, it's of something negative. But when he spoke on, sometimes when people muddy up your name, it's to purify you. But it just stuck out to me when he said, if you close, you know, everyone must qualify their mouth. Stop speaking about people when you really don't know certain circumstances. 
in people's lives. Another, if you close your mind, if you close your mind, <laughs> may the Lord cook you to open your mind back up. That was big. So those are a few things that stuck out to me. Yes, ma'am. One of the ones you 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 uh stated was one for me. He said you gotta know the minister in the scripture. And the minister often says this, you know, if you want to really know me, you know, uh is is knowing me in the scripture. And it makes me think how um it made me think about the honorable Elijah Muhammad. The honorable Elijah Muhammad recognized Master Far Muhammad because he was in the scripture and he says, I know who you are. So he already knew what to look for because he himself was already in the scriptures. Of course, his father was a Baptist preacher, we are told. So he already would know what the son of man would look like and be like when he came. That's how, that's how he was able to recognize him and get from him what he was supposed to get. Well, if we are striving to get something from the minister and want to see him in the proper light, we personally have to understand and go into the scripture to see him properly, not just all oh, he did to me, man, Mars, not just all oh, he's helped a lot of people like no, really understand deeper who he is in the scripture. So when, the, when, when, when brother Jabril towards the end is saying, I was there. When he said, talked about him being the Aaron. Well, let's go look at the function of Aaron. Let's go look at the function of Moses so we can know and see who we really dealing with. So that's one of the things that stood out for, for me as well. Not just knowing him like, okay, as a human, or I grew up in Chicago or, I, you know, I seen him in interviews like now nah, in the scripture will help us uh, uh, see the minister properly and the honorable Elijah Muhammad and Master Far Muhammad. All right, let's go to. Sister Shireen. Assalamu alaikum. Um, so I was literally trying to type something in the chat when you called me. So I was kind of off guard. But um, when when sister and you was just talking about looking in the scripture, it, it made me think about um, in our lessons where it says, look in your poison book. So that's where we have to begin our um, investigation to, to put all the clues together to find out where we are and what what we're really doing in this mission. But that's not what I was initially going to say. What I was going to say was, um, as a believer who um, accepted early on in my um, life, and then, you know, life happens, and I got a little bit off track, and then Allah saw fit to bring me back. And so I've... I've um been resurrected <laughs> a couple of times, a few times, more than more than two. Um but sometimes that's the process that's necessary for some of us to solidify our faith. And for a long time, and even up to last night, <laughs> I I was um 
you know, in intensely regretting that I had gone astray and, you know, had to be brought back. But things happen on time and Allah uses everything. He uses all of our experiences to build us mm. and rebuild us and, and keep, you know, helping us dismantle what is not useful in our life and replace it with something more substantial. So if any of you are out there that are um, lamenting, you know, being away and, and not being the believer that you really want to be, Allah woke you up this morning. Try again. You know, I look in the mirror a lot of times and I literally tell myself, try again. And that's what this whole process is about. We're not becoming, um, you know, what's the Beyonce followers call? Um, we ain't becoming them. <laughs> the beehive, right. We becoming gods. So we, we got the first, the originator kept trying again and we have to go through that process so if we don't get it right we got to stop throwing ourselves away and if our people don't get it right we got to stop throwing them away i i was quick to kick people to the curb you know mm. but I, I gotta stop doing that and i gotta stop kicking myself to the curb all right that's it assalamualaikum well, sister when you say you was quick to kick people to the curb that was after you went off or before that was um that's after i had the teaching because once i had the teachings you know and i and i had a I had more of a love for myself right so now i'm i got this hard shell you ain't gonna do me dirty you know you're not gonna get me you already got me before nah i ain't playing that you don't want to you don't want to rock with me deuces you know but that was imbalance who says that we have a um a attribute imbalance <laughs> we don't have enough we we slow to give mercy but quick to give vengeance so i gotta i gotta learn how to pull things in balance you know and because when when, when our feelings get hurt we mask the hurt feelings with anger instead of hurt because it's weak to say I'm hurt is it's strong to say I'm mad, you know, as it pertains to the throwing people away. When did you learn that you that you can't do that? Like you, you, you can't be quick to throw people out. at what moment did you realize that I probably shouldn't do it that way. Okay. Good question. So you're living in a time where you got access to all the ministers lectures. When I came in, we had, um cassette tapes and vhs tapes so we didn't have access to all these different lectures so the one i hear i hear him breaking it down and dropping it and and you know being fierce and then i didn't know a week later he's talking about being loving to our brothers and being patient and you know what i mean so i didn't hear every facet of what it takes to resurrect the people. So 
as I heard more things, then I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Oh, I'm supposed to be patient with people like this. Oh, I'm not supposed to be mad at the LGBTQ community. No, you know so what I, I mean? So not to cut you off, but when I say when, like when, was it after you went astray or while you were still in the teachings young before you went astray? Oh, so when I came back mostly, because that's when I had access to hear more of the teachings, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's it, like, it, I, I came in like the early 90s, very early in the 90s. So it, it was, I guess it's both. I've never been like mean spirited. But I I tried to be a little bit more um, assertive, mm-hmm. you know. So, yes, yeah. Thank you, Sister Yolanda. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. And I tie all of that with what Sister Shilon says in throwing people away myself i don't necessarily throw them away nevertheless i guess with my spiritual maturity and mature and the growth in myself it's like i have low tolerance for uh, low level conversation but i i don't want to talk about what somebody else doing I, I i don't care especially the stars but nevertheless in hearing the recordings it brought to me what the Muslims believe point number four we believe in Allah's prophets and the scriptures they brought to the people and I say that because when the minister said that he was reading the books that Jabril or the book that Jabril brought and he was weeping he mentioned in the lecture yesterday in Acts in Acts 9.18 and immediately there fell from his eyes at it as it had been scales and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight then he got up and was baptized so with the minister the angel as the minister calls Brother Jabril, the angel that came to him to get him back on track because there's a work to be done and we need to go out there and resurrect our people. Point number four stands out for me. And just reading the scriptures, how the minister fulfills the scripture, how we could defend the minister, even though the book has been tampered with, nevertheless, He's written in this book that has been tampered with, and he is fulfilling the scriptures as well as the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Back to what Brother Shakur says, we got to study our lessons. So you take, you know, one bit, one piece at a time, and you build up in your arsenal things that to help you understand what you are seeing in front of you and that this word is being fulfilled. So everything we need, as I learned from the conference, where I kind of knew it over this past weekend, 
Everything we need is right here in these teachings. The problem comes in for Sister Yolanda is when I get stuck and I do not put into practical application what's right in front of me. So, you know, I know we have emotion. I have emotions and I feel things, but nevertheless, if I lean not to my own understanding and acknowledge him in all my ways by studying, participating on the calls, and I thank you very much for these calls, Reverend Dan, ever since Ramadan, praise be to Allah for you. And the angel that came to you, however it did, to bring forth this mission that you're doing. I greatly appreciate it, and I will do my best to stay on top of my lessons so that I can acknowledge and treasure and see what is in front of me so that I can help not allow the nation to fall again. Assalamu alaikum. Now here's something that really, really, really stood out for me. About Brother Jabril, period, but it also is in line with those messages. I wondered the other day, where would we be if Brother Jabril looked at the minister how we look at people who go astray? If he would have said, look at him, he ain't no believer. What if he would have said, look at him, old hypocrite. Throw that nigga away. I ain't calling him. I ain't talking to him. Forget him. After knowing the good works that the brother has done. After knowing uh, his heart, his character, his history. He went astray for a little bit. He, he, he was confused. Oh, man, was all over, lost. For a little bit, how do we treat and how do we see those who get off the path a little bit? How do we treat those who fall short here and all oh, we want to see the nigga? Oh, mm. but brother Jabril. Now, for some people, maybe they are. If they are literally now, they speaking against and trying to keep people away. That's different. But it's some brothers who ain't. They not against the minister. They not against the honorable Elijah Muhammad. They may have just. Maybe fill out the miles. Maybe they going through something. Maybe they have, you know, just, just for a measure, going astray and look at the thoughts we have about them. But imagine if Brother Jabril thought like that about the minister and didn't see some still in him. Oh, he, he saw, oh, he still got love for Master Father Muhammad. Okay, he still loved the teachers. He didn't judge him for his hair. He didn't judge him for about to go back in the show. He didn't say, didn't the Honorable Muhammad say get away from show business? Do you want the show business the true? Look at him going back in the show. He didn't judge him. And look at what we have today in our midst. A man who has resurrected us all because of the thought process, patience of Brother Jabril. When Brother Jabril... As the minister says it, first went to him about the honorable Elijah Muhammad. He said, oh, poor brother. Oh. The minister denied it. He didn't believe it. What if Jabril would have said, well, I did. I, I brought him the truth, brother. I did my job. Blood off my hands and would have left. Uh, this, this is how we are, though. Oh, we try to take the brother the truth. Okay, he don't want the truth. Forget them, nigga. They don't appreciate me. No, man, shoot, I done blood off my hands. I done did what I, I delivered a clear message. You know? Look at us. But look at the patience of Brother Jabril to be able to get the minister. He was patient enough for the minister to see it. And here we are today. So that's what 
personally stood out for me. Now, do everybody maybe need that or maybe deserve that? I don't know. That ain't that ain't for me to say. But I but I'm but as I know this, the minister said, "Hey man, I went hypocrite." But the Jabril, the minister said, "Hey, when he first brought it to me, I denied it." So maybe everybody don't need that patient. Maybe everybody, you know, it's maybe not for everybody. But I'm just saying, man, what if he treated him like we treat some of us? Go ahead, Brother Wesley. Are you able to hear me now? Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum, family. Uh, what stood out for me, and I, I just want to camel back on what you said as well, because that's part of what I what stood out for me, is that we don't want to condemn our brothers at the stage that they're, that they're in, because we are also in a stage that other people could condemn us as well. Um, and then what I've been... I know leading up to the Janazah, I was just listening to different lectures and different things from Brother Jabril and just that power that comes from him. You can see how the minister said that Brother Jabril made a man out of him, even though he he was right there with the messenger as well. He was able to get that teaching directly from the source um, in that sense as well. We can still fall short. And just the transparency of the minister as well, that he doesn't let us believe that he's higher than what he is. He tells us all the time, I'm no different than you, but he also stays in study, just as we've been saying as well, that we have to constantly be studying, just as Jabril in the Holy Quran with the Prophet Muhammad, he told him to read. We need to read, just like uh, Brother Jabril told the minister, read, study get the books and get deeper into our lessons because the more that we get deeper into our lessons, the closer we get to Allah so that these distractions, these things that temporarily throw us off track, don't keep us off track because we can get back on it. If we understand what we're really, what we're growing into and what we're getting more understanding on. Um, and I, I'll just leave it at that. Assalamu alaikum. I'm sorry, my bad. Sister Farah X. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum. Um, so what stood out to me is when he said this will be the first prayer in three years to Master Bar Muhammad, not Allah the school. So this is something I've been trying to gain understanding on and studying more um for a little bit. <laughs> um because um, I was trying to understand who are we praying to? Are we praying to Master Farah Muhammad or the uh, creator of the, uh, you know, the universe? Because um, I asked when I heard that we I, we prayed to Master Farah Muhammad, I'm like, okay, who is he praying to? Should we, um, be, should we not be praying to whoever it is Master Farah Muhammad is praying to? And um, I also thought about some might say that it's shirk, you know, that we are praying to a man. Um, but then I thought we are not praying to a man. We're praying to the spirit of the man who has manifested the spirit of God. Um, and there's no such thing as spirit without the physical material. Um, spirit does not exist outside of the material it attaches itself to. You know, that's the spookism we've been taught in the Christian church. And even um, when that's just not mathematics. And mathematics is Islam. That's all I had. Assalamu alaikum.
Um, I can't hear you. My bad. Okay. And to get further understanding of that, I would encourage you to watch, go rewatch when brother, uh, brother Willie came on to speak to us about Master Far Muhammad. I believe he answered that question. Um, yeah, he 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 answered that question as well. Then, uh, and I wanted to share this. I want to share this uh, this too about what makes Master Farad Muhammad God. Check it out. Even when Master Farad Muhammad was still among us, and the enemy jailed him, not that he didn't have power to stop it, he submitted to it, and then sent for Elijah Muhammad that he might know the price of truth, and then. Elijah Muhammad wrote, they ordered Master Farad Muhammad out of America, but they could not order his power out of America. Just because the physical presence of a man leaves, that don't mean his power leaves. So when I tell you we don't worship the flesh of Master Farad Muhammad, don't you call me no hypocrite and that I'm deviating from the message of my father and yours. If the flesh of Master Farad Muhammad will only be among us 400 years, then what will the children worship after that flesh is gone? It is not the flesh that make you God, it is the wisdom that makes you God. And wisdom is eternal until greater wisdom comes. So what I've been taught is that Master Far Muhammad prays in honor of the originator. But that wisdom or essence of the originator comes in Master Far Muhammad, who is, so you have us who's able to have knowledge and wisdom and understanding, but he is among the beings, the supreme of beings or supreme beings. So when you say uh, uh, originator of the heavens and earth, there's a new heaven new earth coming into existence that he is willing into um existence so when we when we're praying is like you say it's not necessarily to the man it, you know how brother neary says we're not a body with a mind in it we're a mind with a body wrapped around it it's not the flesh to where when the flesh is no longer present oh is god gone but is that power going they couldn't see past his wisdom and so that's what that is, but I would I would go study that message that Brother Willie brought to us about understanding Master Far Muhammad because he mentioned the prayer. And he also has a book. He also has a book, um, Understanding Master Far Muhammad as well. I don't know if because I believe I want to say this is Savior's Day. Maybe one of the believers can help me out. But the minister came and and and, and kind of corrected or or straightened that out about Master Far Muhammad. He out on a blue suit, but I'm not remembering if this was a believers meeting or if he did this like out in the open, like on a Sunday. I want I want to believe it was on a Sunday. The minister is when he was sitting down. He had on blue and he was discussing Master Far Muhammad. But that may have been a believers meeting though. But he straightened that out. But I, it may have been a believers meeting, though. But I, I, but I think he. Well, I know the minister has lectures talking about it, like even from the past. But he has recently gave clarity to that. But I figured out that was Savior's Day. That was Savior's Day. It was Savior's Day. Yes, sir. When Minister Ishmael did the keynote, yeah, and the minister came out after after Minister Ishmael finished. Mm, that's what I thought. He had on a blue suit, right? Yes, sir. 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna find that, that was yeah, that was Savings Day. Yeah, I'm gonna find that. Maybe maybe we can we we're gonna watch that this week to, uh, to go over it, brother. Uh, if you can, brother brother Cam, shoot it to me if you find it. Um, yes, sir, brother Munika. Assalamualaikum. Um, it's my first time being on the master call, on the power call. Um, due to my time zone, and first of all, can you hear me? We can hear you. Yeah, I'll praise due to Allah. I want to give thanks to Allah and the most in the name of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the honorable Master Lusbarakan, for our brother Jabril Muhammad. And as many who know me know, I grew up in Phoenix from the beginning of the rebuilding effort. So hearing these lectures that you're playing, Brother Ben, from 1980s, lit, like literally that was what was playing in my house. And it was also the things that we discussed in study groups in Phoenix. And it brings back a lot of memories. And the thing that stood out the most is that not only do we have to study, but we have to study with love. Before we, like, when we open our books, okay, we did our prayer in the morning, or we did our prayer, and we're going to go study. Do we just talk to Allah? Like, you know, like we're talking to each other right now. It's like, hey, Brother Ben, how you doing, bro? Hey, I'm doing fine. Do we talk to the God like he really can hear us? Because he can do we express our love for him just you know, washing dishes? Assalamu alaikum, Master Farad Muhammad. Do we just say it? Just, just you know, you by yourself. Do we just say it? Because these are little things that we were taught in Mosque 32 in Phoenix under Brother Jabril to be real with the God. I mean, we keep talking about keeping it real. Be real with him. He already know we're upset with him. Just say, Allah, with all due respect, Master Farad Muhammad, I'm sorry, but... I'm upset about why I'm not able to do this or that. Get it off your chest because you are, he already knows how you feel. And when we talk to one another, do we talk to one another with love? Do we even practice doing the things that love entails with each other as believers? With, do we even practice love with ourselves? And that's what, what one thing that Brother Gabriel is teaching us. We cannot love Say we love the brotherhood and sisterhood beyond what we do for ourselves. You know, and so do we show gentleness and kindness and practice that even with ourselves? When I fail, do I beat myself up and be all hard on myself or do we show compassion and go to a lie, confess the false, but show compassion to self? As our sister said, you know, let me try, let me try again. Because those are very, those are things, those are practice principles. And I would behoove everybody, now that our brothers, I mean, you, I mean, you just didn't grow up hearing his lectures, but they're all, all over YouTube. Because Brother Jabril's writings and his lectures give you the, he breaks down the science of how to look how to study and what to understand so that we can look at the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan and ourselves better. It's like if the minister is the main lecturer, 
Brother Jabril is, he's behind the scenes giving you those fine tuning points, but giving it to you straight with no chaser. So, and it's a great supplement and great help to the, honor, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan if we would go back and say, you know, I want to be a better helper in the cause. Of course, we have all of the student ministers and, and who are helpers and helping. Go find Brother Jabril Muhammad's lectures. Take out pencil and paper. Study not just what he's saying, but how he said it. Ask Allah to give you insight into the thinking of how he puts the lectures together. And if you do not have a dictionary, thesaurus, and the synonym, antonym, either app or book on your phone, that is one of the main things Brother Jabril Muhammad always said. You cannot even begin to say you're studying properly unless you have those three things. Because God transmits his message through his word. So the more you understand words and the definitions and the different shades and gradations of language, the more you will be able to, it sharpens the mind and it allows you to look into the word of God. Why did Master Prophet Muhammad say this in the lessons? Why does the Quran, why is it saying it that word? What does that particular word mean? As we say, clearing the words. So if you don't, so get yourself some synonym and antonym diction um, and thesaurus and dictionary apps or books and use them because those should be next to your spiritual books when you study. That is a direct hardcore emphasis from Brother Jabril Muhammad that he's taught us. So if you want to improve your studies, get those three things or get the apps, put them on your phone and use them to grow in your understanding of language. Remember, Master Farah Muhammad studied 42 years and he, one of the things he mastered was the English language. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And I appreciate it. Asalaamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Salaam. All right. Let's go to Sister Yasina. Assalamualaikum. Brother Munakai took us all the way back to old school. That's what we used to do in the 90s. Cause we had to have a dictionary, a thesaurus, you know, along with all of our other books. Um, and we weren't considered a good student unless we had those books with us when we came to class. But um, what uh, one of the things that stood out to me was when Brother Jabril said, he was talking about the minister and he said, Is he, if he's improperly motivated, you are a hypocrite for even being in the circle with him. If he's, in, if he's improperly motivated and then reminding us, you know, the minister had, he, he already had his, what he thought was going to be his path mapped out. He wanted to go into show business. He wasn't thinking about the nation of Islam. He was trying, he was, he had his violin. He was, uh, he, he, he was a, a musician. He was a Calypso singer. So after the nation fell and he decided to, to um, you know, go back into the world, he was, I think the minister said it yesterday, um, he was getting ready to sign a contract when Brother Jabril um, met, when he met with Brother Jabril, he was getting ready to, to, to sign the contract to go back into show business. So, um, and any believers, because this just came to my mind, any believers, if you remember, 
the minister said that he had that vision where he saw those two uh, curtains and one was Islam and the other one was the door for him to go into show business. And he, uh, he knew that if he took the door, the, the cur went behind the curtain to go into show business, that either way he went, he was going to be successful. But I think he said he knew that show business, he would be successful, but he didn't know what was behind the other one. So he chose the door and praise be to Allah, it led him to Islam and it led is he is now the Messiah. So that's what stood out to me with that. And then when he said, when brother Jabril, you know, said, read John 10, the 10th chapter of John. And when we read the 10th chapter of John, I won't go into it, but that's the discourse on the good shepherd. And that's when we really start getting in. Jesus gets it to the I am. And he says, I am the good shepherd. And he gives the contrast between the good shepherd and those who, those who come in in that name of the good shepherd who are not. And in that, that's what Brother Jabril, he talks a little bit before that about, you know, do we even know who Wallace was in the scripture? Do you know who Imam was? And then when Minister Farrakhan started talking about how all the stuff that uh, Imam Warthin said about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister and, 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 and Master Father Muhammad and how that's, that's a reminder, I'll say for me, of how those seeds that are dropped, one seed that's dropped in your mind, how it can take you off course. And that's why we're taught in our lessons about, you know, watching our thoughts with our minds traveling an average of 24 billion miles per second. You got to watch those thoughts, watch those seeds that are being planted and not allow them to take the root, take root in our minds. But the beauty of Minister Farrakhan, you know, he said that there's nothing he's been through uh, or anything that we've that we go through that he hasn't been through. So for those of us, like we were talking, y'all were talking earlier about, you know, somebody falling out of the nation and we labor them a hypocrite. Well, the minister is a bearer and a witness that if that faith is in you, that just one good seed, one good person, one good angel can come back into your life and put you back on the straight path because none of us are perfect. All of us got sins. There is not, Jesus said, that he who is without sin cast the first stone. None of us can cast the stone because we all come to the Lord in filthy rags. So the beauty of Minister Farrakhan picking up his cross after being resurrected and Brother Jabril's patience with him. Like the minister said yesterday, we wouldn't be here were it not for Jabril. So he says, study him. The same thing he said to Mother Tynetta at her gymnasium, study her. These two, if we study them, then we can see the minister clearer too. That's just my own personal opinion. But the three of them together, Look at what we have now. The minister said yesterday, we wouldn't be in garments or FOI uniforms were it not for Jabril. So praise be to Allah. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum.
Wa alaikum salam. Uh, let's go to Brother Dion. Assalamu alaikum. Yes, sir. Can you hear me, um, brother? You coming in a little choppy? Your signal is a little choppy. Okay, what about now? Is it somewhat better now? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. Uh, what stood out to me was I caught more of the ending, uh, you know, of the lecture. However, I believe the minister spoke on where the scripture speaks about Jesus being born in the month of September and how he related that and equated that to him being awakened, I believe, when Minister Jabril bought him that book to read. Um, so I found that highly significant, and it ties into what the minister said yesterday when he spoke about uh, you know, the scripture says uh, when before the 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 the, the uh, somebody if I can help me on that cock once you will deny me thrice. He spoke on that. He spoke on Paul. He spoke on Peter. But what I heard today with him speaking on Jesus being born in the month of September and equating equating that to his awakening just tied into the reality of what he spoke on yesterday to pray that we are living the scriptures in real time. So just hearing that today as a part of, you know, that, that lecture today, it just reaffirmed what he said yesterday, you know, for all of us to understand that, you know, we are, we are living the scriptures in real time and fulfilling by law's grace. We are part of that. And, you know, the minister, of course, echoed that yesterday to coincide with what I heard on the election today. So I found that extremely significant. I hope I'm not choppy or what have you, but I found that extremely significant. Um, I will end and say that those that I've caught on the line since I've been on, you know, praise be to Allah for your spirit, for you, you know, you all's history in the nation, that brother, I forgot how to pronounce his name, Monakai or something. Monakai. <laughs> I've yeah. seen you on the interview, brother, the sister that just spoke, and then many others, whether new or, uh, you know, old for the nation or what have you. It's just wonderful hearing everybody's spirit, um, you know, lift the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's what I have. Yes, sir. Let's go to Brother Young Canada. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Peace, everybody. Um, I've been listening and doing a lot of reflecting as it pertains to Brother Jabril, as well as this work that we are engaged in in trying to raise our people up. And for those of you that don't know, uh, during my time of coming up in the mosque, Brother Ben, I used to be called in two different mosques, in two different cities, they would refer to me, and I didn't understand it at that time, they used to refer to me as baby brother Jabril. And even brother Nuri the other day when he was on, 
You heard Brother Nuri call me a walking dictionary that he drew from. And it is because I always studied the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I always was breaking down words like Brother Jabril said. I always was trying to get to the root of why something would take place. And the way Brother Jabril knew these things about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the teachings, only God could give it to him in the way that he did to be able to understand the work that his brother was supposed to do. And it reminded me of when I first came to one of your meetings uh, inside of the tribe and you called me and you asked me what I thought about the meeting. And I told you at that time, I said, brother, I want you to listen to me closely. I said that God came to fulfill his promise of money, good homes and friendship in our walks of life to the believer through you if we would submit to this new teaching or way that is being given and you laughed it off you said i don't know about that i said you watch what i tell you brother and sure enough as time has gone by since that conversation we see it unfolding and so i'm just grateful and blessed that allah gave me the foresight to know and I also told you, I said, you are to the digital world what Master Farad Muhammad is to the nation of Islam. And I am your Elijah Muhammad because I recognize that God is doing a mighty work through you. You are reaching the people by the tens of thousands. And you had no idea that he would use you in the way that he's using you. And each one of us that are on this call, God is calling you to use you in a specific way at a specific time for a specific reason. If you are on this call, you need to understand that God handpicked you. This is why you can't sleep at night. This is why you're struggling trying to figure it out because he is calling you out of the darkness. And it is time for you to get up for your slumber and to do a mighty work. You might not understand it all right now. You're not going to understand it all, but you got to keep digging. You got to keep studying because the books say God is closer to you than your own juggler vein. Well, that's right on your neck. Well, if God is closer to you than that, then where is he at? So stop looking in the clouds. Stop looking at somebody else and start looking deep within yourself. That is what Brother Jabril had to get the minister to see you looking all around for the answer and the answer sitting right up inside of you. But because you don't believe that God would choose you, a Negro, a lost found, somebody, a pork eater, a gangbanger, a dope dealer, a hoe in the street. You don't think that God would use you to go out to affect and impact the lives of millions. But our brother Jabril and our brother, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, they are walking examples that if you would let the words of God 
Master Farad Muhammad. If you would let him into your heart, let him into your mind, let him into your soul and begin to learn of him, then your belief in that man will cause you to do great works just as we see Brother Ben doing, just as we see the Honorable Louis Farrakhan doing, just as we see those that we admire. But what about the God in you? That's all I wanted to say. Thank you, Brother Ben. Assalamu alaikum. Well, Praise be to Allah. Uh, let's go over to Sister Anissa. Assalamualaikum. What I took from today's powerful was patience and judgment. Not only to have patience with other people, but to have patience with myself. When you're home and you're receiving the teachings and you're listening to the teachings and you're feeling motivated, inspired, and on the path of doing the right thing, it's different when you actually go outside into the world. It's different when you hear the talks or you hear people coming at you and not to react and go back to being an old way, go back to a back by your own, wanting to meet them at their level because they're hurting you. It's harder and it's i have i'm realizing that i have to catch myself half the time to not react in that way and understand that not everybody's gonna be like you not everyone's gonna react or react like you and to understand that you need to have a tougher skin to be in this world and take when you're in the outside world take take those teachings with you. And the same thing with the sister said about conquering your mind, you have all these thoughts in and out throughout the day. Putting on the full armor of God before you leave the house so you're able to withstand what comes at you when you go outside. So not beating yourself up every time like you fall victim to going back to an old habit or making a mistake and saying, oh, okay, I should not have reacted this way. I should have done this this way. I should have handled this better. But to correct yourself in that moment. And also, what? Judgment. It's quick to judge someone because they do things differently or the way someone reacts or the way someone treats you and stuff. And then it's quick to forget how you used to react, how you used to be, and how you used to talk and say things that you probably shouldn't have said or easy to cast judgment on someone when you feel like they're doing something bad and it's quick to do that because you wouldn't particularly react in that way. So being able to humble myself more, not always be quick to react and with Jeb Brother Jabil speaking on Minister Farrakhan, uh, well Minister Farrakhan saying like how he left after like he had doubts about Elijah Muhammad and he managed to pick himself back up and go back, get the teachings, believe all over again. That stood out for me because he he fell, but he picked himself back up. And that it's okay to fall as long as you pick yourself back up. That's all I have. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Let's go to Brother Daniel. Yes, yes, I just had um, 
I'm trying to take my phone off. Okay, yeah, I was. I had a quick comment on um. Wow, it was beautiful, um, brother um, Mo Monica Monica. That's the name, brother Monica. Yeah, I just um, he sparked something that actually motivated me actually because um, actually I started a course and I'm midway through it, but I need to um, get back on it. And it's a book called Student. It's a course called Student Hat, and it was something that brother. brother um, Brother Jabril said that reminded me of a course that I'm on actually, and it's it's actually to enhance, um, um, and my ability to audit. And Brother Jabril had a tape called "What to Study and Why" back in the '90s, and he said, um, uh, if you want to renew your faith, to uh, one thing you can do to renew your faith is go back to your student enrollment and look up every single word in the dictionary. Even words like the and man and uh, things of that nature, the small words, especially the small words, the words that we think we already understand. I think the words we think we already know. And um, and brother Condon says something so beautiful. Um, well, I, brother brother Condon, I bear witness to everything you said, and and actually, the supreme wisdom is actually. It's just a huge uh, document of a beautiful audit session between Master Far Muhammad and um, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And that same process was an example, not just something to marvel over in of itself, even though it's a foundation, but it's an uh, example of how we are to interact with one another to pull out the God within one another. So the same way with Master Far Muhammad and how he related to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad for that three and a half years. And when uh, the honorable Elijah Muhammad said, every time we looking at another black man and woman, we looking at God and the way we to mind that God out is that example of that artist session between those two. So brother Jabril said another beautiful example in that book called closing the gap, how he took, got the interviews of the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. And he set forth a question and answer period. And that is the that is the actually the definition of audit. It's not just Dianetics auditing, but it's to ask questions that the other person can answer. But it's to get the interviews. It's the question to answer process that the book closing the gap is set up on. So um, that is a beautiful example how we are to relate to one another. So we not just stand on the surface of one another, where we um, follow those guidelines of what we got the book closing the gap. Whoa, that set up a whole lot of triggers in my mind that I need to go back and do. So uh, that was the only comment I wanted to make. But um, that is a way we can go deeper into the teachings because uh, in this very first question, this last comment, I'm going to say real quickly, the, the very first question in the student enrollment, who is the original man? And that answer gave me keys on how I can audit and clear words up and audit just in our very first question. So what we have it's loaded. Everything I find in Dianetics, I found in the very first question and answer. But um, I'm finished. Assalamu alaikum, family. And this is a beautiful call, Brother Ben. Um, keep up the good work. Praise be to Allah. Yes, sir. Something real quick that came to mind as you were saying that about the lessons. They were, you know, I always say that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told the minister to what well, he was pretty much making a point. Why did God ask why? 
so that we could get up in the mind of God. And if they are in scripture, then we too are in scripture. And as I as I think about this, yes, we we want we need to learn who they are in scripture, but also learn not necessarily where we are in scripture, because you know you can get a little arrogant looking for yourself in scripture. You think you Moses, you 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 looking at you, oh, I must be Noah, you know. But the thought process that came to mind is to is to get to know even our own brothers and sisters deeper than what we do. Um, so the same way we want to ask, if he says, whenever I look at a black man, I'm looking at God. And we are taught in the beginning of closing the gap that he didn't come to just make, or well, we have heard the ministers, he didn't come just to make two gods. His mission was to come make us all gods. Well, there's something in your brother that you need to be asking why about too. Not judging them on the surface, but there is something in your sister that you need to get a little bit deeper knowledge in to understand them. So the same way we read in closing the gap, the minister was in his transitional stage. The same way we read in closing the gap that the minister went from stage and stage and then you're still stuck where you found him. Well, yes, he's a divine man, but there's also some divinity in all of us when we submit. So that just made me think about that, man. There are people who we don't see as significant. So we don't even care to ask why. We don't even care to try to look deeper into why they acting, how they acting or doing what they doing because they not the minister or because they not the honorable Elijah Muhammad or because they not you. Because there are some things about ourselves that we need to look in the mirror and get deeper understanding of. Uh, so that's what I thought about when you brought up the auditing. Like, yeah, man, like there's 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 stuff in your brother and sister that you're not getting because you're not seeing them properly. The minister says when he he just we just read him say, uh, heard him say last week when I see the gang bangers, what does he do? He said I bow when I see the Hebrew Israelites, I bow because he knows at the root and essence of them he sees God. Are we really like that? We can say the black man is God. We say it. We quote in our, like you say, student enrollment. Who is the original man? The Asiatic black man to make it the owner. Cream of the planet earth, God of the universe. But I know we Negroes. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, we Negroes. Now, we still trying to get it right, but still beyond Negro, beyond Kiki, beyond Bam Bam, beyond that your crazy cousin Kenneth. At the, at the root of him is still something for us to get from God. So if we don't ask why, if we don't parse it, if we don't look deeper into it, if we don't ask the questions, it's hard for us to get there. And the minister strives to get there for us. And that's why the minister is able to continue to grow because he learns and, and, and see God from everybody. So they say the same, you know, uh, 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 the same way they say, if you want to hide, uh, hide the truth for black people, put them in the book. Well, if you want to hide God, put him in black people. Because, boy, we'll sure throw that Negro away and miss out on God. Let's go to Sister Shireen. Assalamu alaikum. I realize you audited me this morning when brother just said. <laughs> but, um, you brought up something you, you made me go back and reflect and think about 
um, how I threw people away and when I threw people away. But I also remember that the minister helped me to make amends with my dad, who I hadn't seen in years. And um, when the minister said, we can't judge our parents, I, I had heard that lecture. And um, so I, I made peace with him. And it was still a turbulent relationship um, after I made the peace, but the turbulence didn't come from me. It came from him. Whereas before I, I would go back and forth with him in, in the arguments or whatever. Um, but when he would lash out on me, I, I just absorbed it. It was painful. It, it hurt like hell, but I was, you know, taught to respect him. And, um, and one thing he used to tell me was I can't love you the way you want me to love you. I can only love you the best way I know how. And I didn't understand that when I was younger, but it helps me now because when I'm trying to deal with people and they don't see things the way I see it, I have to understand that's the best way they know how to express themselves or be themselves or accept or reject the teaching. So, you know, it just forces me to, to, to go back within and, and deal with things, um, better. Assalamu alaikum. Well, praise be to Allah. Well, we have had a, a black tastic power call. Uh, I want to shout out to sister. What is her name? Let me, let me shout out sister. Uh, my Tasha. She, uh, she is one of the only ones I think so far that has actually went, took a picture of a sign in sheet and submitted it. So we want to give a shout out to sister. My Tasha. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, going in, going in person, anybody else who did go either on a Friday or a Sunday, uh, just make sure that you send the sister who reached out to you, uh, your, your picture. Uh, your, uh, of your sign-in sheet and anybody else who would like to attend in person and you would like to be my guest go to www.noistudygroup.com www.noistudygroup.com the sister is going to reach out to you help you find your local mosque or your local study group and give you the instructions on what to fill out on the sign-in sheet make sure that you always make sure you take a picture of it so we can get the credit and verify it Take a picture of it, send it back, and, uh, you know, so we can turn it into the secretary. So, again, I thank you. I'm going to be, um, I have the sister reach out to you to send you that message to the black man that I, that I said that I was going to give to you and send off to you. So, we'll make sure that we get that done as well. All of y'all who said that y'all was going to go over these past two weeks, let's make sure that y'all can get there this Friday or this Sunday. You got a whole week to prepare. It's at 7.30, wherever you at, at probably going to be at 7.30. Um, at your local ma mosque or, or study group. So if y'all did already get a reach out, she'll probably be reaching out and following up with y'all this week to see. Also this week, if anybody can help me find what we was talking about earlier when the minister was speaking about the prayer and Master Far Muhammad, it was 2021. That's what I'm recalling when he was sitting down in that blue suit, but it's a long lecture, so I'm a little busy, so I'm not, I, don't, I know I'm not going to have time to watch the full lecture myself um as quick as i would like to so if anybody could help me 
find the time frame. I got the link, but I need the time frame when he started to talk about that and get it to me. And I'm gonna just go clip it up so I can so we can just watch that part and then we can discuss it. Okay, so um, cause I know that was a believers meeting too, but I think he said this in the public on on um during Savers Day. So if y'all can help me out with that, um, that'll be that'll be good. Other than that, man, I thank y'all for tuning in this morning. I'm sorry for the complications and the Wi-Fi stuff. I think it was more so that website. So I'm gonna try to get the direct uh video and then we can just stream it directly from my platform, and I think that'll be better. Assalamu alaikum family, and I'll see you guys tomorrow morning, inshallah. Well,